All right, welcome back, uh, everyone, to episode 18 of the Hoosier Picks podcast. Um, we got a nice little list of topics to go over. I'm joined today by um, the guys, Tommy and Reagan. How we doing, fellas? What up? Doing great. Been, uh, it seems like it's been a minute since we've all gotten together. We had a little... Uh, little. Me and Reagan were together last night. 17... Oh, were you? That's... We were. He just left me out. Um, it seems since uh, we were looking at houses, when uh, Tommy, you uh, you released an episode of um, of a podcast, like a little mini series, uh, going oh, yeah. over the XFL. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like that put in a little bit of a. Seems like it's been a while since we've been together. I don't know. It does feel like that. I don't know if it's because the Super Bowl was in between too. Like. That was a long day. It was a long weekend, I yeah. feel like. Oh, the Super Bowl weekend's a long weekend. You're, I mean, I went hard Saturday night, and <laughs> I mean, I tried to stay out of it Saturday, but I'm doing a shot for kickoff, a tequila shot for kickoff before I know it, because I went over to my friend's house. So I will just, say one thing I'm grateful for is at least the Super Bowl starts at a reasonable time. Every other big-time sporting event starts at 9 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, so... If you go anywhere and you have to travel Here, home, you get home at midnight. Here's the thing, though. Move the fucking Super Bowl to Saturday. I would prefer it on Saturday. Why not? I've They've already been. had, what's 13 days off rather than the 14 days off or whatever the number is. But, I mean, they have two weeks off. They have time to recover. They yeah. have time to get back into it. If not, make that Monday a national holiday and but you get the day off. Do you think it's because, like, NFL, like, Sunday is, like, a associated with the NFL and football. See, uh, that makes sense, but at the same time, that's because Saturday is college football. Right. So right. If, it, 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 that's a great way to have it, but when you don't have college football anymore because it's over, the the Sunday-Saturday thing doesn't matter. Well, that's what, that's, so that's why I'm like, why do they do it? Because it's, it's not because more people watch. Like I feel like more people would watch if it was Saturday night. I agree. Watch the whole thing. I agree. So I, what is the reason they keep it on Sunday? I th- they probably just want to own Sunday. I don't. I don't know what what goes on on Saturday, the day before. Is there some other big event? No. I don't know. College if, basketball. If they wanted to own that Saturday, they could. So there's a reason that they're not, and it's probably just because they want to stay. Stay with her Sundays. Tradition. Tradition. Yeah. So, speaking of the Super Bowl, um, you won your bet. I lost my bet um, as far as the one and a half spread went. Yeah. So, congratulations to you on that. Could have told you that. Yep. Um, <laughs> I doubled down on the, uh, the, the total. I got it at 52 and a half with, uh, at like plus 330. And so that was with like five minutes left or something. I was like two points away, so it ended at 51. So I was almost there. Um, we had the prop bets that we all, um, yeah, that we did last episode. Yeah, finished. Exciting, exciting. We were we were running we were running at first. I think most of the most of the game. Yeah. Um, finished 16 and 10. Was going to be 17 and 9 had it not have been for Pat Mahomes taking those. Those knees where he was just like right. shuffling ten yards backwards, eight yards backwards. Right. I think he. I think he. He was over forty. I think he was a 
43, maybe. Yeah, 43. And then, and then he went down to like 29. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the over under was 30.5. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just bad luck. That's, yeah. a, that's our that, bad beat. Yeah. That, Where's the bourbon? It's up there on the shelf. Um, but, yeah, that that um, that was something that, you know, I told you guys don't count our chickens. Honestly, I was sitting there kind of like, oh, shit, we're kind of on fire in this first half. We were hitting a lot of bets. Kelsey was out playing yeah, Kittle. Yeah, we missed a lot at the end. It was... Um, well, a lot of them went did not go our way that, that by the end of the game. Yeah. At the end. Um, but that Pat Mahomes one, it was, that was one we, we were counting on and... Would we have won money? What what was the top? What the top end up? We were sixteen and ten. I think we would have been tied for first. So it would have been depending on the tiebreakers. Tie. There was a three way tie, wasn't there? Yes. So that would have made it a four way tie. Assuming that all of them got that one changed for them as well, uh, which I would assume. But yeah, so I think we're tied for first. So it just depends on. I didn't look into who was closer on the tiebreakers and stuff. What did you guys uh, think of that Super Bowl? I mean, shoot, it's like... I thought it was great. That yeah, was a good game. I, th- I thought it was one of the better Super Bowls, for sure. Yeah, a good um, game, for sure. Mahomes. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I think the better team won. I know you probably didn't, but... I mean, it could have gone either way. I mean, I think I might have said it on this podcast. You're it was right. Like, it could have gone either way. I uh, for that input. I I was happy for Andy Reid. It was you know I mean I'm not happy for him. I don't give Here's shit. Here's your really take of the day. Could have gone either way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy for Andy Reid too. He's been he's coached a million games. He deserved. I I think I think in this Super Bowl you can say that the best team in the NFL and the second best team in the NFL probably played each other. So now moving on to another uh, little bit of. Uh, we, we kind of talked about it just about there, right there at the beginning, Tommy. Um, the blog that you wrote about the XFL yeah. and the um, little mini series yeah. that you did, 17A. Yep. So I basically, I called it XFL 101, the bullet points. I was like thinking, and I was like, I don't really even know kind of what, I remember the old XFL. I don't really know what the new new ones got to offer. So I just started looking at some of the teams and was like, why don't I just like make a little, after looking at all this stuff, make a little blog and a little mini episode, um, kind of saying, saying saying the the things I feel like are good to know before the season starts. Some of the rule changes, some of the key players. Um, so if you want to learn a little bit more, go check that out. Uh, it's it's on the blog. It's it's uh, yeah, seventeen A is the episode. Mm-hmm. So. And then, um, you know, I, I listened to the episode and there, you know, I, I had a few questions as far as like who the players were, where the teams were located. Just, I wanted to see it for myself. And um, I, I went to the rules page and they have a, they've done a really good job of explaining the rules and yeah, have they, them written out. They have, I think they have videos of them. They do. They, they have it broken down into three different categories. Um, five innovations that they're bringing to the game. Five timing changes, and then five common sense rules. And like you said, you can click on them, and uh, they demonstrate you with like X's and O's as far as different types of um, uh, changes that they that they have going on. I had two two innovations that they had written down. 
Um, one of them was the player-coach communication. Uh, right now in the NFL, it is uh, the head coach can speak to the quarterback or like the defensive coordinator can speak to the linebacker. Um, I believe it starts like when the play clock goes all the way down to 15 seconds. So there's about 25 seconds um, that the coach can talk to the player. One player. What the XFL is doing is they have that implemented right now where they're going to talk one-on-one. But down the road, they want to get to the point where they are putting headphones or receivers in all of the skilled offensive players because they move around a lot. They don't want everybody to huddle. They just want the offensive line to stay in their in their spot. The, the offensive skill players get the Jesus. get the plays in their ears, and then they move right away. So nobody goes and huddles. It's all ve- it's very quickly a lot that's of scoring. In, that's intense. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. In addition to that, the broadcasters are going to have like all the rights or the ability to play whatever they want. Like coaches are mic'd up, players are mic'd up. There's going to be a lot of. Um, we need to start following the XFL on like Instagram or oh, yeah. they're going to put out some great content. Yeah. I have a feeling. Um, I feel like Pat McAfee should be associated with the XFL. Is he? I hope, I hope maybe. I don't think he is right now. No, he's no, not doing any announcing I, or anything. I, I think he had talked about I think it. They're gonna ha- I think they're going to be on ESPN. It's one, th- of the, one of the stations they're going to be well, on. Well, what was McAfee tweeting about the other day, by the way? It sounded like he was like fair, like a farewell speech. I don't, maybe I just read I, it wrong. No, I I think he's just saying he doesn't know what's next again. Like, he had a one-year deal with ESPN and everything, and he's got to renegotiate again, and he thinks there's some other big possible possibilities coming up. Yeah, well, I mean, he's pretty good, but uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, I would think that he would have some something to do with the XFL. Yeah. Um, one other uh, rule change or innovation to the game that I like is the double forward pass. Um, did did you happen to check this one out? Yeah, I did. I didn't I don't think I included this one, but I did find it. Yeah, it was interesting. So, it, as long as you don't pass the line of scrimmage with your first pass, that second that person that catches the first ball can throw it beyond the line of scrimmage. So you can have a receiver come in front or, you know, like a a dual skill position player, throw it down there. Just right where the like the right. slot receiver would be, and then he could throw it to the other wide receiver that's taken off deep. Almost like a, a wide receiver screen, and then if it was a forward wide receiver screen, and then then another one then where another. he could just throw it deep. Yep. So I wonder if that that that's an inter- that's a I like that rule, but I wonder if I feel like the guy may not have time to by the time you catch a ball, get in position to throw it. I think it's all going to come down to, you know, play design. And I think you said it either on the blog or the, um, or on the, uh, not the blog, the podcast. Um, you, you, you mentioned a lot of things are like set up for a ton of scoring, right? A lot of scoring, go for it on fourth down. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, this is just one more thing where it's like right. you put a little wrinkle. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I'm, a lot of, a lot of rule changes. I'm really interested to see how they all pan out. Like I said, and, Go check out the the blog and the and the mm-hmm. podcast. It's but there's some cool special teams rules. Um, I think those are going to be very interesting, and then I think overtime is going to be fun. It's kind of like NFL yeah. or yeah. NHL shootout style. Yep. Yeah. Um, MLS old school shootout style. Just this, just the sheer fact that 
you get multiple opportunities or just both teams get the ball even once makes it a, right. a, a, a great, you know, improvement from the NFL. Right. Um, so, yeah, check out the blog and check out the podcast that Tommy did. Um, good work on that, Tommy. Um, now right. back to you, thank Reagan. You, um, Reagan, uh, IU Purdue. Here, I, well, I'll probably insert um, your buddy Smitty right here at this time. And now we we welcome on a very special guest from, well, currently living in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, an Indiana native, a legend, the king of baseball tarp slides, a uh, basketball state runner-up for Indiana high school basketball, a football coach, baseball coach, and an all-around amazing human being. What the fuck? This guy got a purple heart or something, too? He deserves one. God, he's got a shitload of titles. <laughs> we welcome on Smitty. Um, What's going on, fellas? How we doing? What's up, Smitty? How are you? I'm good, man. How we doing? What's going on? Little, little. Uh, who's your, who's your? About the, um, the trade that the Red Sox made. Do you have any input? Yeah, I... You have any input on the Red Sox trade recently? Yeah, it's an interesting situation. I'm not a I'm not an LA fan, you know, the whole state of California in general. But uh, it's kind of a big pickup for the Dodgers. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. I think they'll be all right this year. But uh, that's just me. I've always been impartial to Price. I think he's. I kind of. I know he's got a lot of negative publicity about the postseason, but he'll give him a quality starter, and obviously Mookie Betts. Is he second ever player to be traded away by the Red Sox with a career war, war over 40 before the age of 27? Can you name the other one? Great Bambino? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Uh, I heard a little stat that the last time the Red Sox traded away uh, an unbelievable player was exactly 100 years ago, almost to the day. That's pretty insane. So, well. But they got. You know, they got dumped some cap. I don't know how finances work, but they were pushing the luxury tax and all that good stuff. Well, they don't pay you the big bucks to be able to do math. That's why they that's why you got the math degree, buddy. Yeah. So let's uh let's let's get to it. We're we're gonna break down the Hoosiers, we're gonna break down the boilers. Let's let's get your input on uh, on Purdue basketball and the state of Purdue basketball at this current time. Um at home, back arena, really good team. On the road, really bad team. That's that's the nitty gritty of it. Um, it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. They're not very good outside of Mackey Arena. They have severe limitations in Mackey, but you know Mackey's worth probably ten points a night. Do you do you think that um, they have any chance going into Assembly Hall? I do, for the sheer fact that they're elite defensively, you know, defense travels. Uh, well, you wouldn't know that. You aren't much a defense guy, but most people, defense travels. Um, <laughs> Shooting travels, too, when you're pure. And, and that's the other thing. I think, I think they're going to double. I think they're going to do some things, throw some things at TJD, who I think is a great player, by the way. Big fan, even though he's a Hoosier. Um I think they're going to throw some things at him. I think they're going to make, make you know, Franklin, Fantasy, and, and Green hit some threes, hit some shots. 
Well, if that's the case, then look for a low-scoring game because uh, they are streaky shooters who are. They certainly shoot better in Assembly Hall, but by by no means would I would I feel confident knowing that going into a game that we've got to rely on three-point shooting. Well, I I can't say it's going to be worse last year's forty-eight to forty-six shootout. Um, I haven't seen any lines, but but if they came out with an opening line at say one twenty five, what what would be your thoughts on that? I I take the under. I think I think the opening line will probably be. I don't know if it'll even hit one twenty. I I think I it think will just because um, I used played a bunch of games in the seventies lately. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if it's one twenty or over, it's going to be solely based on IU's ability to score the basketball. Um, the rule of thumb for me, I'm kind of retired from gambling right now, but my rule of thumb is <laughs> Purdue at home, take the spread, Purdue on the road, um, take the under, and whoever the hell they're playing. So, can we just get it on the record? They play Iowa tonight at Mackey. Are you taking the Boilers minus four? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the bet. I mean, that's the money. It might not hit, but I mean, that's the play. Okay. Fair enough. What would you say are the keys for the Boilers in the game Saturday? Saturday? Ooh. Uh, they got to get Trayvon Williams going. I don't think IU has anybody that can handle him. I mean, I know they'll throw Brock and, and Duran Davis at him. I know Duran's not had the year. Who's your fans were hoping he would? Um, He's I still would trying say, to get in shape for the fourth year. Yeah, yeah. I would say Trayvon Williams is going to be the guy. The funny thing is, I was going back and looking at it, you know, I think Purdue's won eight of the last nine or whatever, some crazy stat. Um, I would say it's really so been bad. a guy you haven't expected going off. Last year, uh, Carson Edwards played terribly. Ryan Klein hit some crazy threes to keep him in the game. Harms, Harms had a really good game. Um, he's been struggling. He's been hurt. Two years ago, you know, Haas goes off for 26. And Swanigan always had, you know, a couple years ago, Swanigan only had like 12 and 12 or something, you know. That was the old uh, Brian Swanigan double foul, foul out game. Oh, yeah, that was that was really cool. I remember that. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to depend on Trayvon Williams. And then, you know, Eric Hunter is, you know, Sasha's got his proving hits around the road, but Eric Hunter's got to, got to do something. I mean, he, he got benched. He's played a little better. They won at Northwestern. I don't know what that tells you. Northwestern's Northwestern. <laughs> I don't know if that tells you anything new, but well, if if what the Wesson guy did against IU inside on last weekend, if is if that's any indication, then Travion Williams could have a heyday this week. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I would try. I don't know. Pay attention to Archie enough. I would run a double at Trayvon early, just early. Try and get him. I know he's a good passer. I post. Try and get him frustrated, and see if we can get him in foul trouble. Yeah, I will say the Hoosiers are one are, are an elite team at drawing fouls, which in Assembly Hall they are really elite at drawing fouls. <laughs> easy, that is, that easy. Is um, I gotta ask this because I've asked every Purdue fan that we've had on. Is Matt Harms a pro next year? Like in the National Basketball Association? Yeah, I got a little wager going with a former member of Hoosier Picks podcast um, about this, and he he 
told me at the beginning of the year that Matt Harms was a for sure pro next year. Uh, I don't think so. I'm, I, he's been hurt this year, and I don't know the extent of it, but that, his hips really been bothering him. You know, at times he can shoot the three and be a three and block shot, three and kind of guy, but I mean, I don't see any way. First off, he enjoys Purdue. I don't see him leaving anyway, but I don't see how he's going to be a draft pick. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Those those big, uh, goofy dudes from Purdue seem to really enjoy themselves and transmitting diseases while they're at Purdue. So, <laughs> um, All right, last question before we let you go. Uh, we're going to get into this a little bit, but are there any college basketball gyms that you would love to see a game in that you haven't already been to? I'd like to go to Rupp Arena one night. You know, I've been to, I'd like to go to Mackey for Purdue. I haven't been to Mackey for Purdue IU game. So your your top two would be Rupp Arena and then Mackey for an IU Purdue game? Yeah, I've been to I've been to Assembly Hall. I've actually played on Assembly Hall court. Go back to my playing days, summer league basketball. We lost to Bowman Academy. Good times. Um, Was that back when you set screens and rebound? Yeah, I did that really well. Fouled a lot, a lot of fouls, <laughs> a lot of fouls. <laughs> All right, well, Smitty, we appreciate you giving us your expertise on the Boilers. Um, go Hoosiers, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can't have you on again before the next time these two play. Hey, Boiler up, man. If, if Boiler pulled out Saturday, I'm calling in next week. You can guarantee it. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, see you, buddy. I know it's a rivalry game, which any rivalry game is big to a fan base, but this one is of extra special importance to IU because they've been on a little swing of things. Um that, that heartbreaker to Maryland sent them on a downward spiral because of the way their schedule worked out. That they go, you know, they beat State at home, things are looking good. They should have beat Maryland at home, people are still high on them, and the next thing you know, they get smoked twice on the road and people are down on them. And, I mean, this one, this one is huge. It's always huge when you play Purdue, but this one's huge from a perspective of finishing you know, in a decent spot in the Big Ten and getting a, you know, a tournament bid. This one has a lot on the line. So this is, this is, this is big time. They got to show, show up. They got to play well. Um, and I, I'm getting, I got another take on Archie. Because um, I've been pretty roller coaster with him and like him one week, mad at him the next. I think... I'm to the point where I just think this team is not a good team. Like, it doesn't matter. I had a conversation with a with a coach recently, and they were saying, well, Archie needs to do this, Archie needs to do that. I said, well, you just told me two things Archie needs to do, and you can't do both of them. They said, you know, they need to play Trace at the five. Okay, well, if you play Trace at the five, you got to play more guards. And then they said, well, you can't play Devontae ever. So what, you don't play five guys all the time? You don't want to play any guards. You don't want to play Demonte, but you have to play all guards. So, I mean, I, I don't think there is a magic secret formula for this group to win. I just don't think they're good enough. Um, 
and Archie still hasn't had time to get his guys in, and you can use whatever excuse you want, and you know you can say, well, you know, people used to use the argument, well, Chris Holtman got his guys, you know, there in three years. We'll look at Ohio State now. Um, it, it takes time, and people, someone was comparing um, Tom Crean's record when he was at IU to Archie Miller's, and I was like, that's you can't compare that. Because Crean had a team with two top four picks on it, you know, that had an unbelievable year. You can't compare that to three years rebuilding a team. So I, I think Archie needs some slack cut his way um, and given time to get all of his guys in. But, yeah, this this one's a big one, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Assembly Hall shows up because that's kind of IU's only winning formula right now is Assembly Hall. I like that, Rego. I like that. Um, basically, well, first off, it's great to see Rego come around a little bit on Archie. Uh, I'll it's, give you that. It's kind of kind of been my feelings the whole time, um, but so it's it's good to see Rego come to the come to the uh, good side. I'm here. on board. I'm jumping ship. I'm on board with you. I do think. I just think like when you when you talk about our team, just IU the Hoosiers not being like. A good team, that good of a team. Their offense is just not. They can't find offense at way too long of periods every game, and they're they're literally their only chance, at least right now, is playing at assembly, and that's yeah. why that's why I have a lot of ho- hope for this game. This is my theme for the game: lots of hope, low expectations. <laughs> that might be a smart way to. To approach every IU it's game, a, the yeah, rest of the year. it's a realistic bar. Right, right. I, I uh, you know, it's it's Purdue. You know, that that says enough for for those that know this rivalry. It's um, a game you feel like you got to win, um, especially at home. I'm worried about going to Mackey and playing. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So, got to get this one. Got to get back on track. I was there at the Maryland game. It was, it was right there, but it was definitely you kind of had a, a bummer after you realized we we're about to go on the road, and um, that would have been a huge win. So, I think this could be yeah season-defining game. Sure. On Saturday, <clears throat> uh, Smitty and I. One thing we've kind of joked around with since the beginning of the year is said no matter what the lines come out on IU Purdue, bet IU at Assembly, bet Purdue at Mackey, and both games bet the under. Um, the intriguing thing about this matchup <clears throat> is both teams have the same strength. Is their interior play? IU is so much better when they play through the post, play inside out, get. Brunk touches, get uh, Trace touches, and even get Justin Smith touches inside. And if they double, then kick out and play play that way. But you got to go inside out for IU to have any chance of scoring. But Purdue has to play the exact same way. They got Harms and Travion Williams. Um, they have to play inside out because, especially on the road, because they shoot terrible on the road, much like the Hoosiers. So it's really intriguing. <coughs> To, to see this matchup of strong interior play. And I think a, a, a big factor um, is going to be how the game's officiated and, and who gets in foul trouble. Because if yes. Trace or Brunk get in foul trouble um, and 
Travion Williams and Harms are playing against IU's backup bigs, then that doesn't bode well for the Hoosiers, but vice versa works the same way. If, if Williams and Harms get in, in foul trouble, then, you know, I like IU's chances. So <clears throat> IU has been very good at, at drawing fouls this year, so that's um, that gives us some optimism. How is Purdue's um, shooting? Uh, like, at at home, they're okay. On the road, bad. Bad. Kind of like I use. <laughs> yeah. I've got some... I, uh, I will say that I think Purdue has more potential of shooters. Like, there's no one that I look at on IU's team and think, okay, they could come out tonight and they could go four or five from three. Yeah. Purdue Agreed. has two of those guys. Yeah. Um, I think Sasha Stefanovic, anytime, especially at Mackey, I feel like he can go four for five. And I think the Isaiah Thompson, kid from Zionsville, freshman. See, and I think that's exactly what our team's missing. We I, need that guy. Absolutely. Like, I bring that up, and um, I was doing – I just crunched some numbers here. At home right now, opponents are shooting 37% from three. Uh, against IU on the road, IU's defending uh, a little bit better. Opponents are shooting thirty percent. So when IU's on the road, they're actually defending against the three better. Uh, with that, over the last three games, because the last three games to me have just felt like uh, shoot me. Last three games, average points um, coming off of threes, twenty-seven points at home. IU is giving up twenty-four points off of threes. And then on the road, they're giving up 20. So there again, because of the statistics, they're giving up less points on the road against the three. So they're actually a better defensive team against the three on the road. And they have to be because their offense is so bad. If they, yeah. if they give exactly. up more than 50 points, they don't have a chance to win. Offenses right now averaging 73 points a game. So, What's it on the road? Uh, I did not. 65? I, I did not look that up. Yeah, it's definitely lower. <clears throat> But tied with uh, teams like OSU. Um, oh, here's a fun game. Guess I use uh, season three point percentage right now. 30. 28. 31. So pretty close. Real shitty. Um, any more on the. Is there. Is this like a. Uh, you, a guys, you guys remember uh, several weeks ago I made the comment I missed Tom Crean from the fact that his highs and lows were so drastic. Georgia is currently beating Florida by 15 at Florida. Nothing that IU has done this year has brought me the excitement that that would bring me. Like, that is awesome. But Georgia has also lost at home to really bad teams and barely beat a Division II team. So, I miss I miss the highs. <laughs> I miss the highs. There's just... We need a high. We need a high. I use last two games were so boring. I fell asleep in the second half of their game last week. I turned weekend. them both off. I mean... Never do that. I turned them both off. Just I'm a freak boring. of that. I do that with the Colts all the time. Um, so what's the solution? Get better players. Okay. Well, I mean, there's not, a, there's not an overnight solution. Uh, did you listen to part of my take? With uh, Cuban? I had not yet. Cuban's on it, and he talks IU basketball because Big Cat uh, presses him on, like, why haven't you boosted any really good coach to IU? And so I'll let the listeners listen, and I'll let you guys listen too. But It's on my – got to finish Titus and Tate 
but after that, I'll, I'll yeah. actually probably listen to it on the way home. Yeah, it's you know, there's two plugs for those two podcasts. You know, guys, if you're listening, why don't you reciprocate the <laughs> yeah. reciprocate the love, love? You know, give us a shout out. Who's your picks? <clears throat> All right. How so, about the rain delay at Hinkle Fieldhouse tonight? Well, yeah. well it, they still using buckets and uh, was that a dirty mop? Yes. What is that? The very rare indoor rain delay. Yeah. I that think that bucket was up there well before the game started, so they knew that that thing was leaking for quite a while. Look at that, Gus Johnson. Um, Reagan, speaking of, Hinkle Fieldhouse, you sent, a, you sent a text, as you always do, uh, the day before, the day of, of, of our tops list. Mm-hmm. And this tops list is a pretty good one. Um, it's going to be college basketball gymnasiums that you would like to see a game in, excluding the uh, teams in the state of Indiana. Correct. I didn't want to include, you know, Assembly Hall, Mackey Arena, Hinkle Fieldhouse, even Notre Dame Stadium. Not that anyone would have said that, but it is a fun arena. <clears throat> I wanted to kind of broaden our horizons. Last night I was talking with my pops. Uh, we were talking about one of the games that was on TV, and we're like, you know, it'd be really fun to go to a game at Michigan State or Michigan and Ohio State. That'd be fun. And uh, <clears throat> I've actually talked about going to some different places um, and going to one one new arena a year. You know, some people do that with the Major League Baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. I talked about doing that with college basketball arenas. So, That'd be cool. Um, that was just a random conversation we had last night, and I said, well, why don't we do that? Why don't we make that our top five for the pod? So, so Reagan's going to go to every single one of these next year <laughs> and take a picture so you guys can see it. I had, I had it actually written down, I think. Um, Coming back to the XFL, should we try to go to an XFL game? Where's the closest one? (sighs) Houston? I may may have mine. DC? DC's like a six-hour flight. Six-hour flight? flight? Not six-hour flight, (laughs) six-hour drive. About an hour and a half flight. St. Louis. St. Louis? That's a nine-hour drive. Battle Hawks. Yeah, but you go... Oh, maybe it's less. Yeah, you go to a different time zone. Sorry, I was thinking about where I used to live. You go to a different time zone, though. It means you yeah, that's, lose hours. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's only like five hours. A lot of the, these are all far. Seattle, Los Angeles, Houston, Dallas, Tampa Bay. D.C. would be fun. St. Louis, New York, D.C. St. Louis is like three hours away, isn't it? Seriously? But with the time change, it's like five. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, so moving forward. Um, no way. Did you guys rank them? Your gyms? I um, did, but I did no. too. I, I say I can. I say if you let's just do our, our typical snake draft and Skyler in your head real quick, rank them, and we'll just go start with our number five and go all the way to the top. All right, I'll start since I'm the guest. My first gym, I said the Breslin Center, the to watch the Sparties, see the Izone in action. That'd be number five on my list. Uh, I'll go next. Where? Breslin Center? Yeah. Who plays there? Michigan State. Oh. Eh. It's cold. It may be cold outside, but it's heating up inside. Go ahead, Tommy. I put, for my number five, I put uh, Poly Pavilion, UCLA Bruins. Oh. Mm -hmm. A lot of of history. Um, You're in Los Angeles. Warm. Yeah. 
I saw uh, I saw that on a lot of lists. That was um, that was that was one that I really wanted, but I didn't. It didn't make my list. But Mick Cronin, the coach out there, for right now, yeah. He I just he just lost Shaq as his biggest donor. Yeah, Shaq's son just transferred from UCLA. So. Uh, where, where's he off to? He hasn't announced yet. But. Um, IU, I think. <laughs> Let's get that started. I. I would love to... Uh, I like that the title of this. Sharif O'Neal to IU? Question mark. Oh. <laughs> I would love to uh, see Mick Cronin coach in person because I, I just... I love his mannerisms. You guys ever watch School of Rock? Mm-hmm. He looks like Ed Schneebly. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. who you're talking yeah. about. Schneebly. That's a good little comparison. Schneebly. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan, you... Uh, you kind of touched on it just a little bit ago about the highs and lows of Tom Crean basketball. So for number five on my list, I wrote Georgia. Just I, res- I respect yeah. that on a whole other level. And espe- that would be fun. Especially, Athens, I hear Athens is fun too. Especially when they're wearing their like all black with like red and white uh, trim uniforms. Do they usually wear their black uniforms at home? Do they? I don't know. I mean, I'm no, sure they no, do. They did, the, they did this last game. I'm was, sure they do sometimes awesome. because that's how college basketball is now. But typically the home team wears white in basketball. Oh, they were definitely home wearing black. It was just, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, Tom, are we, we, are we snaking this? Or since, yeah, got to snake it. You're up, Snaking yeah. it? All right. Uh, number four on my list, Kazoo <laughs> Tight. Thanks. Is going to be... Um, the GCU Arena at Grand Canyon University. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, they're so good at home. Well, and, and if they put on like a pretty good show. I think their court lights up and they... Uh, Wait, they're a legit team. They're in the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. Dan Marley is Yeah, the, I think they're D1. Um, yeah. Played for the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, he's our head coach. Um, but I, you know, I do... They have to put a shitload of money into their marketing. They have great com- commercials. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Their commercials are awesome. <laughs> Makes me want to go back to school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I put the uh, GCU center. I gotta have. You gotta figure. That's like. That's some kind of religion. That's like Mormons or. That's that's a lot of money flown into that school to come up out of nowhere. Yeah. So. Um, that is a that is a weird. Did you did you factor weather into all of your gyms? Well, not really, but it, it it's gonna appear that way. That, I didn't I didn't really factor it into mine except for my number five. But like it crossed my mind. It's like should I just put like Hawaii? Because I, I want to go to those places. Yeah. I'll stop by a game while I'm there. <laughs> for sure. So uh, right. that was my number four. My number four is the old Dean Smith Center, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> That's my number four. The, the Dean Dome. Dean Dome. Dean Dome. Great minds think alike, Rego. Number four on my list, and on Reagan's list as well, but also the fourth largest, um, I think, out of all the college stadiums, which seating 21,750. When I I was thinking about some of these arenas, I thought, well, who would I want to watch them play if I could choose anybody? Like, obviously, for this, it's a Duke game. I mean, yeah. Those games I always love to watch on TV. Like you feel, almost feel like you're there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Dean Smith Center, Duke UNC. Let's go. I'll just go. Oh, a Duke UNC game. 
would be probably number one yeah. game. I um, wouldn't care where it was. Right. That would be awesome. Um, I'll go ahead and skip to number three since he just said my number four. My number three is Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Kansas. The I don't want to get say this wrong, but the home, the birthplace of basketball, with James Naismith. Um, I just you just hear that Fog Allen Fieldhouse is is one of the loudest, uh, rowdiest gyms in in America, and I kind of want to see it firsthand. I like it. It it did not of, make my list, but I thought about it. A lot of banners there. Has Kansas, like, not won the Big 12 in the last, like, 20 years? <laughs> the, Wait, did the they not lose last? Did they not win I last I think they year? tied. I think it was, like, them and Baylor. I think they were, like, co. third place with a couple games to go and still tied. Oh, really? Because everybody was, like, going nuts because it was supposed to be the first time in, you know, 20 years or whatever. Not yeah, I, I think since won. Bill Self's been there, he's not had a share at the Big 12 title. Hmm. Yeah, it's been ridiculous. So is that, is that go to me now? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. number three. Because I okay, my number three is the Carrier Dome, Syracuse Orangemen. It is the largest of all the uh, college arenas for for men's basketball. Carrier Dome also where uh, where Syracuse football plays. And they have more people show up to the basketball game. And I think yeah, that is. That's true, and I think lacrosse as well. Hmm. So, I've always wanted to see the backside of like what they do for the basketball games. Like, what's the backside of the of the seats look like? Like the bleachers. Like, it, I'm guessing it's just a tarp. I mean, but what else goes on back there? I mean, that's a big ass area. They probably got like team buses. I bet like they some got cooks. a football field over there. I'm sure they utilize the area at for, least part of one. for other for other activities. But, Smart uh, ass. Side note to that, uh, I was a big Johnny Flynn fan back oh, in the yeah. day. I love me some Johnny Flynn. Uh, I got me a couple pair of those Syracuse shorts from Sports Fanatics. Yeah, rocking the headband. That one, I don't know if you remember the, the game, which was actually at another place that's on my list, but... It was like four overtimes, Big East oh, yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah, and Johnny Flynn played like almost the entire game without sitting yep. out. <laughs> I think uh, Noah's got a shirt talking about that game. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a I really think I've cool seen shirt. it. Side note to that story: I was on spring break. I fell asleep. I'll put that in quotation marks. Um, <laughs> and I woke up. I've I fell asleep watching the game, and I woke up probably like three hours later, and I was like, they're showing the game again? <laughs> and, then, and then I fell back asleep, and then I didn't rush to the next morning. It was just like the, the game was still going on. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Uh, my number three, Reagan, just like you, uh, Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas. Um, I Kind of similar to what you said. It seems like a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Nice little, nice little place to see a basketball game on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Lahani. What is what is it out in uh, Hawaii? Gosh, I, I really the thought that I would be the only one to put that on my list. I think it's Lahaina. Lahaina, Lahaina, the Lahaina Civic Center, um, where the Maui invite is. I thought about that too, but I didn't put it on there because I was like. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'm pretty sure IU plays there next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, now we're talking about going. Boys, we got that. We got a XFL game. We need to find I'm, I'm going to all 15 or however many gyms we name. I got to go to all of them next year. So. We need to get a damn sponsor for this thing. <laughs> We've gone way too long without a sponsor um, to send us to, uh, to all these things. Um, real quick before in um, before you guys get you know through your twos and your ones, I got a question real quick. We're not talking about Indiana um, Assembly Hall or Hinkle Fieldhouse or whatever Notre Dame plays at. Um, but oh. when when I was doing this research, a lot of uh, lists I saw had Hinkle and Assembly Hall very close together. You guys have been to both. Yeah. What 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 is your take? Which which do you prefer? You, I mean, the thing about Butler, it is a dump. Hinkle Fieldhouse is like a dump. It's cool because of it's historic. It's a unique layout, and it's it's fun to go to a game there. But overall, it's it's not a nice arena. So I don't know. For, from and, and Butler games don't get rowdy. So yeah, I, I'm just at because it is very historic. It's you know the the history. Uh, Hoosiers, all that shit. I didn't know if somebody would lean on that as opposed to Assembly I mean, Hall. Um, there's no question for me. <laughs> there's there's one place I'd if I'm gonna pick to watch a basketball game, it's gonna be Assembly Hall. So yep. would you put Assembly Hall number one on this list if we'd have done? Yes. Okay. I probably thousand percent. I probably would have suspected that. I will uh, say, Tommy and I have played on uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse's court. Didn't do oh, very well. God, Lost to Gordon Hayward. Yep. Lost to Gordon Hayward one year, and then I lost to Daniel Moore the next. So, my two is Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's my number two. <laughs> Man, Reagan's just Reagan doesn't even get to say half his because we get to him first. But uh, obviously, home of the Duke Blue Devils. You know, I, whenever I think of Cameron, I think of uh, like the students with their hands out antagonizing like the opposing player mm-hmm. yep. again I would love to see a Duke UNC game there uh, that would be like probably yeah if I could choose like a game outside of an IU game that I could go to it would probably be Duke UNC at Cameron what's that what's Cameron's seat like 5,000 9 9 yeah, it's smaller yeah, but yeah, that, like, it's, it's very small that's my number 2 so that's Reagan's number two as well, so we're going to skip to his number one here. My number one, Skyler took it, took my thunder. The Lahaina Civic Center for the Maui Invitational. I, I don't know, I, maybe I'm weird for thinking this, but I would love to go somewhere with warm temperatures. And that's not the reason for me picking it, but there's four games three days in a row that are just great games. And that would be so fun to me. And then you get done, you know, you go enjoy great weather. You get there a day early and stay a day late, you know, and, and can and enjoy the island life. This, um, when, when I was in Hawaii, there were some uh, cool basketball goals. Dude, if we end up going there, we should go to these, these sites. It's kind of like abandoned buildings with they they're like old gyms with the uh, with the walls gone, and so you can look straight into it. You know if it rains, you're still covered. But 
this is some of the coolest rundown gyms that you would ever play in, and it would make like a great coffee book. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I have a couple pictures to show you. So when we get a sponsor and we get over there this year, let's let's get the pictures up on the blog. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah, I mean, I have, I'd have to get them off my phone, but yeah, that's right. no trouble. All right, I want to see them. Yeah, I do too. That sounds awesome. Is that on to me, number one? You're number yeah, one. Yeah, that was my number one. After hearing you describe that number as your number one, that's kind of what I want my number one to be because <laughs> the whole like being in Hawaii and yes, going to like awesome college basketball games, and you're in Hawaii. Um, that sounds pretty awesome. But I put number one. I actually put the Madison Square Garden, um, you know, maybe controversial call in the college arena, but St. John's plays a lot of their games there. <coughs> Obviously, you got the Knicks there, the Rangers play there, um, you know, just a, all, all kinds of big concerts have went on there. I mean, it's just an iconic arena. Um, I think it's like the... Surprisingly, you would hear like you would kind of think that that was probably like the largest, maybe, but it's like the seventh largest arena, which was kind of surprising to me, with it being a pro arena and having all this stuff and you know some of the biggest concerts ever there. Well, what what is like, what what is like a a concert seat compared to like a basketball game? You got like concerts probably one of the couple thousand more, right? For the concert, oh, I bet it's less. You think there's less people? I'm guessing they would cut off one of the ends right. and put a stage. Nah, man, it, and it and it's in a circle. They put the stage in the in the middle yeah. of the. I feel like, like I feel like a big the, accomplishment for like a musician is selling out MSG. Yeah, Kevin Hart did it, comedian. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Billy Joel sold it out once. Once. The Big East tournament, if it's ever not at Madison Square Garden, it doesn't feel right. Right. And, like, the the Big Ten, I think they had a tournament there. It just wasn't right. Like, Big Ten belongs in Indy or Chicago. Indy's better, but right. probably biased. But the Big East tournament, you think of Madison Square Garden and unbelievably good games. Like, those go hand in hand. All right, that is my number one. So we got one left? Yeah, my number one, you, um, Cameron Indoor, for sure. Um, just for kind of the reasons we talked about. Uh, the ruckus, the atmosphere, especially during like a uh, UNC, um, UNC game, it, the the size is what really attracts me there. Um, you always hear the guys that are calling the game. I guess they like sit in like the rafters or or like that's where the cameras are at least. So just the uh, the ability to, you know, kind of draw you in. I remember watching uh, Duke games when I was little, and you feel like you're there because they're so damn loud. They might be pumping in music, but, um, yeah, Cameron Indoor. I got an honorable mention to the list, and that's the Atlantis Tournament, which goes on about the same time as Maui. But how they've been doing it is they... The Bahamas, right? Yeah. They take a ballroom with a high ceiling, and they put a basketball court in with special lighting, and then their bleachers only go up like eight or ten rows. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's very limited on how many people can get to games, but there's always like five good teams there, just like Maui. So you're if you wanted to watch every game, you know, yeah. all twelve games or whatever it is, 
You can. Have like, you been to the convention? And if not, you're in the Bahamas. And if not, you got you're right outside the um, ballrooms, a casino, and right outside of there is beautiful weather. About the clearest water in the world. Um, have you been to the convention center down downtown? No. It. I'm pretty sure what those are like massive convention centers where you can just you you just remove those those walls that push away and like push them to the side. And it just opens up massive space. They could do that downtown too. That'd be cool. Um, so uh, that rounds out our list of top basketball, college basketball gymnasiums, uh, plus Tommy's uh, MSG pick. So, <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, we said college basketball. You you have no room to talk. You about. picked the Maui place. That, you have no room to talk about pick, like picking things that don't match right. the topic. I, yeah, get out I'm of here. I'm surprised you didn't pick Vince Carter as your favorite gym. Well, they're gonna. It's gonna be. I, I'm surprised. Vince, Vince one Carter of your stadiums at the wasn't like any stadium with hardwood floors. <laughs> I mean, any stadium that, would that just seats be asinine. over twenty thousand people. Um, so follow us on our uh, social medias. Um, are we gonna get a blog out about any anything anytime soon? We should do like a blog about cool gyms. Just post your ones from Hawaii. Hey man, anybody can put a blog post out whenever they want. That's true. I'm all for one in trying. Yeah. So follow us on uh, the socials at Who's Your Picks. Um, we'll we'll try to have a blog out, I guess, um, at some point about something. Um, but thanks for following along and share this with somebody. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, from myself and the fellas. Have a good one. Peace.